It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. A mid-morning dance with the devil from the farmer of fury. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's World Vegan Day, apparently. What better way to celebrate than to get a high-profile editor sacked from a magazine because of an email sent as a joke? What's that, you say? Uh, We've already done that? Oh, okay. The case of William Sitwell is already front-page news in this brave new world, inhabited by the permanently offended, the serially serious and the indefatigably earnest. People are now actually justifying the actions of the freelance grass, because that's what she is, who made the email public. And some are calling it all a marketing blunder in the very week when Waitrose was trying to court vegans. You might actually argue that Waitrose have never had better publicity for veganism in their entire existence, but that's another conspiracy theory which we would not wish to purport here. How exactly did we lose our sense of humour? And is there any chance we can get it back, please? And since it's obviously wrong to hunt and trap vegans, what can we actually do with them? I don't expect to be fired for asking that question. I don't work for Waitrose. Uh, Here at Talk Radio, we are open to everyone. We are not just targeting vegans. We're targeting all of you. If you are human, even if you're a dog or a cat, you're allowed to listen to this show. 0344-499-1000. Daisy McAndrew is here. We'll be asking why you can't have any fun on your holidays anymore or take any bags with you. And we'll tell you what your dreams really mean as well. 0344-499-1000. P.S. The police have obviously been listening to the show as well and finally done something sensible. We'll tell you all about that too. You're listening to me, Mike. Mike Graham and Daisy McAndrew on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Well, just imagine that, Daisy. Very good morning very to you. Very good morning to uh, you. It was only a couple of days ago, it seems, we were talking about William Sitwell and uh, his little uh, email Hello. joke that he made. Uh, and lo and behold, the very following day, he goes and resigns. And it's made front page news and the, and the front page of the uh, Thunderer, the Times newspaper. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Re- resigned or by mutual agreement, in other words, pushed. Yes. Well, I'm sure that he wouldn't have wanted to resign. No. What it does turn out to be, though, of course, is slightly more complex than, than at first we realised because it turns out Waitrose have been launching this massive sort of vegan charm offensive because yeah. they wanted to launch during World Vegan Day uh, a brand new kind of, you know, I suppose, campaign to try and attract more vegans to come and shop at Waitrose. And I just wonder whether that is part of it in that perhaps he had had vegans shoved down his throat maybe. Vegan food, to, to the point where he kind of flipped out and mm. said, you know, I hate all vegans, yeah, kill maybe. all vegans, blah, blah, blah. Because he'd had, and then, of course, you know, was hung by his own petard. But 
it's very when you think about it as you were saying as a sort of marketing or branding exercise rather than as an example of a massive sense of humor failure yes you it does make more sense it does because waitrose is a very good fit for vegans yes isn't it you well know, i suppose the, it, it is it's the natural it's the posh home. people's supermarket it's the it? posh people's supermarket it's the sort of they would like to think you know very modern very sort of forward thinking mm. you know ahead of time blah 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 and you know and people who are happy to invest money in their food yes and that is on the whole you know vegans so you can see they they would see themselves as the perfect home for vegans sure. and i think you're right i think they have promoted their vegan mm. credentials yes. in in this whole exercise i'm sure they wouldn't have wanted to have yeah. had this because let's face it veganism is very much um, a, a sort of a, an episode of the middle classes i don't think when you go to any sink estate in bermondsey or any sink estate in the middle of manchester or liverpool or newcastle or glasgow you're going to find an outbreak of veganism going on and it's no coincidence you're also not going to find an Ocado or a Waitrose uh, in, no. in those places. No, you certainly aren't. But also, the other problem I've got with all of this is the woman who uh, is at the centre of it, who wrote the original email to um, William Sitwell, has written now of her first piece, as far as I know, that has been commissioned by her as a journalist. I don't know what sort of journalist she's been before this, uh, but she's written a piece for The Independent, sort of defending herself, but without really mentioning the actual knock-on effect of what she did. You know, she's, she's almost completely and utterly without any kind of... Um, conflict about the fact that a fellow journalist has now lost his job as a result of her yeah, basically publishing what was in, in whatever she may say to all intents and purposes a private email between two people I would have expected her to have said, I didn't like what he said, but I didn't want him to lose his job. And as far as I'm aware, and I might be wrong, she hasn't said that. I mean, I do think, I suspect, and again, I'm only putting the, you know, the, the dots together, that she thought, gosh, this, you know, this email's quite, you know, there's a bit of dynamite. There's, it's got some legs in it. You know, other journalists would be interested. I mean, all journalists are always trying to find a story in ev everything we do. She probably thought, here is the story. I suspect she didn't think it would go oh, as I mad don't know as about it that. has. As far from trapping vegans, we are actually, asking the question this morning without fear or favour because we don't believe in censorship here at the Independent Republic of Mike Graham we are asking on Well Vegan Day what should we do with vegans because obviously it would be wrong <laughs> to trap them and to kill them uh, and even to eat them so I mean you know try and be nice try and be pleasant try and come up with something funny uh, and we may well read it out you can tweet us at Talk Radio uh, at Daisy McAndrew at IROMG we're joined this morning by Andrew Walker Andrew very good morning to you hello how are you thank you very much nice to see you at this time of the day rather than earlier when I'm normally <laughs> sitting in right. for Julie Hartley Brewer by, now, by, by the way yeah. I don't like the term vegan right i prefer the term carnifone okay it's more offensive carnifone very good now listen before we get stuck into this we had a comedian and a vegan on called carl donnelly uh, on tuesday on this show and he was actually fairly reasonable we asked him what he thought uh, of the joke i totally read it as a joke and at no point when i'm reading that did i think that he he's a murderer <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, i didn't think he, he wants us to bring in some policies to murder vegans systematically as a society no i mean so this I is all I... this is all the fault of celine nelson who's the uh, freelance journalist he sent the email to she's the one who said how about he does more plant-based meal series and i mean she's the one uh, who's been kind of complaining about this and saying I know that, he... that fault might be a wrong phrase she was just asking her probably quite a you know general inquiry I don't, I think that's not, yeah but i mean this is i mean her quote right she's actually said this to buzzfeed he's representing waitress and he's talking about killing vegans one by one well he's not really is he well no i mean he's he he is in the most technical terms but no it's, it's clearly a joke but i mean i think the issue actually might be i've seen him on MasterChef, and he is quite a sort of flippant sarcastic guy yes he's so, sardonic so I, might, I mean maybe she doesn't have the She's probably got no experience of him, and she might have an image in her mind of what he is. And I think she's probably read it much more serious. 
That was uh, comedian Carl Donnelly, who happens to be a vegan. Andrew Walker's here with us. Daisy McAndrew's here as well. Andre, I mean, you know, far be it from me to cast aspersions on the entire nation. It does seem as though we have lost our sense of humour collectively, don't we? Well, and what a sad individual she is. She mm. is symptomatic of a world where what you say is much more important than what you do. Yeah. You think of this. Uh, Ch- Churchill defeats fascism, but because he's made a few off-colour remarks when he was alive, yeah. then what we want to do is melt his statue. Yeah, tear him all down, yeah. Bill Clinton accused of multiple sexual assaults, but, you know, him and Hillary, perfectly tickety-boo. Yeah. Donald Trump makes a joke that's mm. crass and offensive. <gasps> My God, the whole world goes into meltdown. The truth of the matter is, you know what? We should be... Actually, I'll give you another example. Actually, a great example. Do you know Waitrose have announced they're going to have their own vegan aisle? Yes, But well... now they're being castigated mm. by vegans. Because of a joke, I'm telling you, what you say is more important than what you do in this society. Although, you see, you could look at it the other way around. And in fact, because they were launching this vegan campaign, I'm not sure whether William Sitwell knew about it or not. I mean, as as Daisy said, maybe he was so fed up listening to it uh, that he suddenly reacted. But but Mike, but Mike, what is he pointing out? He's pointing out that these vegetableists, carnophobes, vegans, whatever they want to call themselves, are sad individuals who just want to have a go. They're just people that eat something different. How do you know that vegans are sad? Hang on. How do you know that vegans are sad? It's political. Every vegan I've ever met is a sad individual. How many vegans right. have you met? Okay, admittedly, I don't hang around with them yeah. routinely. There's very <laughs> so... few of them in Hawksmoor, let me tell you. But, yeah, but they're outside the... with a lot of placards. Look, 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 I like salad as much as the next man next to my fillet steak. You did steak. put out a, a, a tweet, I believe, yesterday <laughs> of salad and, and, and chips and a yeah, fillet I said, steak. I said, for now, well... Listen, listen, I, I, I don't worry about uh, vegans as much as other people do. You know, what I worry about more are these so-called flexitarians who claim that they're vegans two days of the week. That doesn't mean you're a vegan, right? Actually, oh, do you know what? I appeared on the um, on on a sh- on a TV show. I won't say which one, and it was being presented by Anne Diamond, oh, yeah. and it really made me laugh because she said, "As everyone knows, I'm a vegetarian, apart from the occasional bacon sandwich." And I thought, <laughs> yeah, you can't be a vegetarian. Bacon sandwich is hardcore, right? <laughs> but I, I suppose one of the points comes down to the, you know, whether or not, because obviously people have taken a great offence at what poor William Sitwell said. No, they because, haven't. They're just pretending. No, to. well, I'm saying people. I, I mean, you know, vegans, um, and they're sort of somehow making out that they're a sort of persecuted minority that should be protected. But this is only some of them. But again, even, I mean, there's an awful lot of things like the guy we just had on the show on Tuesday who doesn't think it was anything other than a joke. You know, we we appear, somebody put a tweet out last night, I can't remember who it was, who put it absolutely succinctly for me. The problem is most people don't care about any of these issues. So the ones who do care are the ones we end up hearing from. I think so the permanently offended people are the ones who keep having a voice. I I think, I think you're right in saying that, but here is the problem. You know, this is not a serious comment. This is not a serious discussion. The idea of killing vegans one by one is clearly a flippant comment. Of course. Where it becomes serious is when somebody has plainly made a joke and is hounded out of their job as a result of doing it. And let me let me just say this to you. I put out the tweet, which I, I know you saw. I said, celebrating World Vegan Day by eating some chips and salad. Yeah. And there's a picture of my plate with some chips, some leaves, and a big steak in yes. the middle of it. Somebody replied to me by saying, uh, wonder if you would post a similar pic and message on Good Friday. Right, let's just be clear. Huh? Veganism is not a religion. Right. And in any case, I am a Catholic. Yes. And no Catholic I oh, know sorry. would be offended. What does Good Friday have to do with it? Uh, you eat fish on Good Friday if you're Catholic. Yeah. But, uh, 
A, you didn't know. No, you don't. B, That's rubbish. nobody cares. I was also raised as a Catholic. You know, I don't. You raised fish. a bad Catholic. Uh, I was a very uh, bad Catholic. I've turned my back on the religion. Oh, but, Mike, but Mike, Mike, can we agree that no Catholic is going to be devastatingly no. offended actually, by the sight of steak think, on the Friday? I think you could interpret that tweet in a in a different way, in an even worse way. I think what they're saying is that this is their holy day. Isn't that what they're saying? The, I suppose vegan that's right. day is their holy day. No, but this was the point. I mean, yeah, I, but this I think didn't happen on World even, Vegan Day. And, and it's further proof no, that they're sad individuals. Sad individuals. Sad, sad, sad. But when, but they cease to be sad individuals yeah. when they're hounding a guy out of a job. The truth of the matter is, this is economics, yeah. right? Waitrose know he's, knows he's joking. The woman who had a go at him knows he's joking. But the Twitter trolls, left-wing I Twitter think... trolls, vegans, no, the, carnivores, are, no, the, have the attacked is, Andrew, and attacked. You, and you... Waitrose are too afraid mm. of the Twitter trolls to they stand are. up to them and say, but wake up, you sad individual. But that's my point. I think we need to broaden this argument out about the society in which we now live. It's not only longer just about veganism. It's not about Waitrose. Uh, it's about the fact that those people who make the most noise will get you sacked. Well, okay, in that case, Mike, which would you like to do? Would you like the statue of Churchill to remain because he defeated fascism? I would. Or would you like it to be melted because he made some off-colour remarks about the empire? Well, once again, I would think you will find that the loudest voices on this are the minority. We, yes. we think there's loads of them, but actually there are hardly any of them. That's right. But they make an awful lot but more professional noise. Professional offendees. Professional offendees, absolutely but right. Mike, don't you think that um, we as journalists or you know colleagues of ours have quite a bit to answer for? So, for instance, I've been looking into this uh, lady, Selena, what's her, what's her face? Never heard of her before and, now. Well, actually, if you look at the full exchange between um, her and William Sitwell she does have a sense of humour she yeah. actually responds to him in a very witty way and she says that she went to BuzzFeed um, not to sell it I was wrong she wasn't uh, trying to sell it as a, you know as a, you know, oh, look what I found she wanted to write an article um, about hostility to vegans and she wanted to use this example and I think that, you know, that, that, that there's a valid point in that BuzzFeed said no we don't want to take an article on hostility towards vegan we want this to be a news story she wasn't paid for it and mm. I was wrong about that as well um, so actually it no, was but, I mean, you don't but you're, being, delici- you're no. being deliciously charitable yeah, here, aren't you? She really because is. actually, what she she's said, like that, you know. what uh, what this woman has done when she contacted BuzzFeed is she said this is a real thing, yeah. which of course well, it exactly. Isn't. I mean, the idea that yes. people, that anybody, never mind being a journalist, has actually got a brain on them that tells them, I know this is a good story. People are being mean to vegans. It's not a story. But it was Call BuzzFeed. But it was BuzzFeed who made it into a really big story. They turned it into a big news story. Yeah, because That's maybe what they I'm knew. Saying, because they knew that but, it but, would. But do you remember? Do you remember the Theresa? thing where somebody said she's not going to be stabbed in the back she's going to be stabbed in the front and people stood up in parliament now i accept it's off color i accept it's offensive whatever but people stood up saying we shouldn't be saying that the prime minister should be murdered I thought, well, firstly, the Conservative MP who said stab her in the front is not referencing murder. No. That's you, yes. right? All of you people yeah. who are standing up yeah. in Parliament saying that it's been suggested she yeah. should be assassinated are the only people suggesting then, she should then, be assassinated. But none of that is helped by, by the po-faced politicians all standing up saying we must get rid of this violent yeah. language. Oh, I know, the, the virtue signals. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, let me read you the final sentence of this woman's piece in The Independent, right? This is without her in any way feeling in any way sorry for William Sitwell. I'm not saying yes. she has to, but her final sentence is this. I can't can't comment on the precise circumstances of William Sitwell's departure, but I do think his response to a picture of a journalist expecting a professional reply was a shame and speaks to a wider problem. So if she's now trying to make out that she was not literally throwing him to the wolves by turning him over and publishing his email, she's talking absolutely and also, out of part of her and anatomy, also, which I can't mention also, on this remember, show. Remember, you know, we're all robust and we all have a big debate, but we've all got mortgages, yeah. we've all got bills to pay. Yeah. You know, who knows what financial turmoil this guy's been thrown into? And the truth of the matter is, he 
didn't suggest he was. We wants to kill vegans. No. What he was saying was some vegans are sad individuals. Yeah. And I think she proved his point. I think she proved it very, very well indeed. But I mean, when you see tweets going out, one was sent to Julie Hartley Brewer, which she retweeted, where somebody actually said to her, "Just imagine replacing the word vegan with Jew." And you go, what? But exactly, I mean, where exactly. do people's oh minds God. even go to My get to God. that point from A yeah. to B to what? Z? And actually, and actually, that's where it becomes offensive if yeah. you think about it. Because to compare me having a go at World Vegan Day to the Holocaust, yeah, I know. which is really exactly. what they're doing, yeah. is actually just crass it's and shocking. offensive. Absolutely shocking. But let me ask you a question, because the way that people are now in some ways tilting this story yeah. uh, is by saying that actually it was a marketing blunder similar to Gerard Ratner saying that all of his uh, stuff was crap in his jewellery shop. This is an Another one where Waitrose were pushing an agenda for vegans, wanting a campaign for veganism. And here's their sort of representative on earth, as it were, yeah. uh, the magazine editor of Waitrose magazine, saying, let's just run around killing them. You know, if you were writing a, a piece in the New York Observer, which is owned, as we all know, by Donald Trump's son-in-law, if you decided <laughs> to start slagging off Ivanka Trump, you wouldn't be lasting very long as a columnist, would you? Well, I think I think that's probably right. Although we, 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 we do publish a fair amount of stuff that's critical of Donald Trump, simply because it's New York. Yeah. And obviously our readers are not sort of the Alabama type yeah. Republicans. But look, every news story has a context, doesn't it? So the fact that he's having a go at vegans wouldn't be interesting yeah. if Waitrose didn't sell to vegans, right? right? But, well, um, that's just it. But, I mean, if I, if I can sit here in a talk radio studio and say, you know, what should we really do with vegans rather than hunting them down and killing them? You know, nobody's going to ring up talk radio and say, this man is a disgrace. You're trying to appeal to vegans and here he is having a go. Because I'm not having a go. Well, that's I'm right. trying to have a laugh. And, and obviously, obviously, if you were tape recorded saying, um, I hate working for talk radio. Yes then you'd be in trouble. If you said, I hate working for QuickFit, obviously nobody would care because you don't work for QuickFit. No, exactly. And I don't plan to, unless, of course, I get sacked by Talk Radio, <laughs> in which case I'll have to go work for QuickFit as well. But, we I mean, the broadest story here, is it not, Andre, is that we're getting more and more of this kind of what I call intolerance from the so-called yeah. tolerant in society. They're always telling us that we have to be tolerant, and they're very intolerant if you're not tolerant. And, is, and isn't there another thing that's become interesting today with the news story about Sarah Thornton, who I remember being the chief constable of the Thames Valley Police, yeah. who is extreme... She's now some sort of bigwig for some sort of national body, National Association of Chief Police officers or something like that yeah. she's complaining hey you know what we are now as police or they are now as police chasing people who wolf whistle yeah. at the detriment of, of you know potentially rape victims yeah. and she said look you've got to be realistic about this alas Jimmy Savile is dead mm. uh, and also you know in terms of just running around after non, non-crimes right. that were just offended well, not, by not, and, and not just these people who um, are, are, are reporting crimes I think it was Yorkshire police wasn't it who said you know ring us and report something even if it's not a crime you know they haven't got any I mean we keep talking to the police all the time on this show yeah. and they keep telling us oh, we haven't got the manpower yeah. we haven't got the resources yeah, we have to make choices I was, one of, I was one of the people along with a, a famous but rival talk show host to your good self uh-huh. who reported themselves to the Metropolitan Police for being a right wing extremist and the reason right. was because if you googled uh, there was a time where if you googled Conservative Party then on the adverts it would come up saying do you know a right wing extremist reported no. to the Metropolitan Police right. and so me a man called Mr. Dale yeah. and very and, and I think a couple of thousand other people yeah. all phoned up the counter-terrorism unit right. to report ourselves right. which of course got rid of the advert but what mm. you noticed was if you googled Labour Party or Liberal Democrat mm. there wasn't left-wing extremists no, of course as, a, as a thing so it was kind of they're wasting money on that because it you know fundamentally I, I have to say a lot of this comes from the lefties well of course and uh, you know you are you in, in the communications business Daisy as well myself and we, we are all literally one sentence away from being charged with a crime well that's 
right, which but, I find but, extraordinary. But that's, but that's if you care. I uh, I had a big argument with somebody called the angriest librarian mm. about this time last year, yeah, right. and it was one of those hundred thousand retweet jobbies. Yeah. How many people um, are in line for that particular title, oh, the angriest God, librarian? God, I can't honestly, imagine many of them are that yeah, angry. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> about as many right, as the noisiest right, librarian. So you've got to bear in mind something, and I hate to offend librarians once again, but Careful. librarians sit around don't, not doing much all day, yeah. right? And this was a Friday afternoon. Well, there aren't any libraries got, left. Well, that's what we keep being told. But everywhere I go, there's libraries. I suggested putting libraries into schools, right. which I thought was quite a moderate not bad, suggestion. Not bad. But people were literally going, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Like, sorry, yeah. you've heard about well, murder, rape, yes. genocide, yeah. <laughs> sedition. Yeah, bombing of the Yemen. Yeah, that's Definitely right. worse than this that. This is the worst thing. And people were, people, were tweeting, people were tweeting back going, going, this person is the worst person I've ever heard of in my life. I suggested not even closing the library, <laughs> putting it in a school. Moving it. And so I replied saying, I never knew librarians were such sad individuals. I know. Which, to be fair, Mike, didn't make it better. Which brings us back round to the conversation about vegans. Sad individuals is what Andre Walker calls them. I'm not interested in calling them names. What I want to know is what we should be doing with them. Uh, we're told that one in eight people now is well, either a actually, vegetarian or a vegan. Actually, you won't be surprised to know that there's a Waitrose survey out today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, about, isn't that, isn't about, that amazing? About veganism. Am I allowed to drum roll yeah. on the desk? Yeah. What does William Sitwell say? Who would have funk it that it would have come out <laughs> Do you to, today? Yes. Yeah, but this I is think the thing. he probably, probably did. Because <laughs> he's the editor. Or he was the editor made the, the front magazine. page of The Guardian. Oh, that's hilarious, the ve- isn't it? The vegan newspaper. Um, and it actually says that um, a third of UK consumers have reduced the amount of meat they eat. Um, one in eight are now veggie or vegan. A further 21 claiming to be what you were saying, flexitarian. Which is so not point, vegan at all. No, but the point is, there's money in veganism. I mean, surely that I is why. I can't understand why. that. Why? Why? A load because of they're all middle class. Though. No, but well, they're no, all no. middle class. What I, what I mean is, it's a trend. So, that for the from the supermarkets, there's money to be made Although by, will, by attracting admit, vegans. I will admit one thing. Mm. I will admit one thing that. Uh, I have tried a vegetable, a vegan hamburger, have you? which I genuinely liked. Yeah, yeah. well, there's I mean, nothing wrong with actually. vegan food. If you want to eat it, it's fine. I mean, just eat it. But don't tell everybody you're eating it. Don't have a go at people who are not eating it. That's the and point. stop reporting people who are making jokes about and, you eating it. And stop yeah, making right. out you're some persecuted minority that yeah. needs the protection of the law and Twitter and the police yeah, and, and, and the rest clear. of us. Let's be clear. If you're shopping at Waitrose, then you are one of the 1% <laughs> compared to the rest of the world, aren't you? Because, no. because you but, know what? You know what? In Somalia, most people are not making lifestyle choices like no, that. You yeah. know what I mean? No, no exactly. Well, I actually yeah. saw a guy on BBC News last night who was telling people about, this is now a news item on the BBC, Good sustainable food and how you can change your shopping basket into how to eat more sustainably right and he's actually sitting around in this very middle class uh, dining table uh, two kids a couple of parents telling them all oh do you know uh, an awful awful lot of plant-based menus come from very very nice parts of the world like uh, Sri Lanka uh, or Bangladesh and they're telling us about all these very very poor countries where they don't eat meat because they either they can't afford it or they have some religious reason not to eat it and they're trying to convince everybody here that it's better yeah, well, it's like when you when you went to university and there was always that sad individual that went off to India for the holidays mm. and came back like a Buddhist or something yeah. and started eating with his hands going, this is the way they do it in India. Yeah, because they don't have knives and forks, yeah. right? I mean, what are you well, talking about? Well, I mean, you know, it's amazing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Where is our sense of humour? Where has it gone? We want to know what we should be doing with vegans. If you are a vegan, by all means, give us a call and prove to me you've got to uh, have a laugh about something. 0344 499 1000. Andre, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Gromo, 344-499-1000. We'll take some more of your calls very shortly. Coming up, uh, we'll get the latest instalment in Daisy's IKEA uh, chapter and verse scenario, which has been going on now for some weeks, but everybody's very, very keen to hear the latest one because you were supposed <laughs> to get your um, delivery yes. um, coming this week. While so. I was on my way to Wales. Yes, indeed. Now, what was the other story you're going to tell us about? Um, so, hire cars. Putting you in I've, a bad light. I've, I've had a few hire car experiences, yeah. which I think is now a very good reason why I no longer hire cars. Yes. But, um, one but when the... you go to some places, there's really no alternative, is there? Because I mean, unless you want to go on a holiday, I mean, one of the things I last, the last thing I want to do when I arrive in some foreign climb is to wait in a big long queue to get on a bus with a load of people which then uh, stops about five different spots before they get to where you're oh, going. No, of course, that's why I take my own car. Yeah. So I oh, drive right, okay, yeah. from here to right. there but obviously that does limit the places you can it go. It does, yeah. Um, but they're still very nice places so France, Italy, Spain Although there happy are ferries drive. and things you can still do that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. my sister-in-law took a ferry to Spain last summer and did a yeah. big road trip on in her mm. own car but yeah, no, um, a couple of years ago when I was going we were going to stay with my sister in France and I kept bragging to my other half about what an amazing deal I'd got yeah. with the hire car right. and how normally they're so expensive. But right. I got this incredible deal and it was like 50 quid for the week or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we did that thing, which we now do, where, you know, I was in the plane and so, you know, so I got the passports and I would take the kids in and go and queue for the um, right, for yeah. the luggage. Because you de- delegate, Our, don't other you? other half would speed, you know, race out of the plane, yeah. um, you know, run to the top of the queue. We'd got our Avis preferred, all the rest yeah, yeah. or whatever. It, no, I think it was easy car or whatever, you know, big mistake. And then, then he did it all, did the paperwork, found you know, found the booking, blah, 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 and the very nice French girl said, um, and we see you tomorrow. And he said, you return to car tomorrow. Oops. I was like, ah, oh, uh, that's why it was such a good that deal. That would be good, yeah, but, absolutely. No, yeah, we went, well, we went the perils tomorrow. of booking things online though yeah. because you think you've done it you right click. and it exactly. turns out you haven't done it right at yeah. all let's go to the phones though Colin uh, is in Newcastle and wants to talk about Sarah Thornton uh, and the hate crime scenario Colin a very good morning to you welcome good morning Mike good morning Daisy how morning. are you doing finally we've found a, f- a fellow traveller 
on. Sorry. I mean, we finally found a fellow traveller. You and I have agreed that the police need to get on with proper policing. And now Sarah Thornton's come out and said it. Well, we've always agreed on that point. We, 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 we have to do with hate crime to a certain extent. The trouble is the government, the law reviewer, decided to expand it to, um, out to other fields. And we can't deal with the crime we've got at the moment. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure you're aware that 80% of what we do is non-crime related. We have to um, people with mental health, drug issues, drink issues, antisocial behaviour, people, neighbour disputes, um, poo on the floor littering. So, so yes, 20% is crime-related, but the other 8% is not. And, and all she said is what we've been saying for the last umpteen years. Look, w- because of failings in the health system and other cutbacks in councils, we, we pick up slack. We're the default issue. That's why we have so many problems, for instance, in death in custody, because the majority of the people there have, the, like I said, drink, drugs, uh, mental health issues. We have to lock them up. We have to deal with them. Mm. We're not professionals. I don't, I'm no more expert than you, yet I'm supposed to look after these guys and deal with them. And then, of course, they, they, they have these issues, they die, and we get blamed for it. And, and she's just saying what, what cops and myself and the Federation said for the last few years. We just want to deal with crime. That's all we were paid for. I'm a policeman. I'm not paid to deal with anyone else's issues. And uh, she's just saying what, was, mm. what, what we've been saying for years. But I'm not sure what effect it will have. I mean, what sort of a figure is she in the organisation of the police? And, and will anybody take her seriously? She's one of the highest ranks. I would say she's second only to Cressida Dick. She's you have basically the association chief police officers have this association, and she's the head for that. So basically, she's in seniority in the, in the policing world. She's second to Cressida Dick. Now, will the politicians or the lawmakers take her views into account? No, not really. No one ever listens to cops. Everyone just ignores us. We're, we deal with it day in day out, but no one ever listens to us. Do you think that? Sorry to interrupt. Do you think that bad relationship goes back to the sort of slow hand clap days? That that, that, that sort of ever since then, there's been the sort of that, that animosity there. Um, it goes back to I think basically 2010. Theresa May, for some reason, I don't know how, I don't know why, but she's taken a complete dislike to the police. I mean, and um, we we had that time where we were. We were at the conference we were saying about these police cuts what would happen, it could affect crime, crime would go up. And she basically told us to wind our necks in. Yeah. Uh, well, she, she at, at the time, she was you know, convinced, and she still is convinced, that there was no correlation between crime and police numbers. And that, I think, had come from sort of various American studies and all sorts of studies. And, of course, at the time, police crime had been coming down dramatically since the 1990s mm. due to lots of different sociological reasons and, you know, societal reasons, rather, and so on. And so she's still completely fixed in her ideology that the connection isn't there. Well, the trouble is, the trouble is with policing today comes from two problems, a lack of police and a lack of powers. Now, that's a toxic mix, which has happened over the last five years. If you, you, you need police, um, if you've got, you can have plenty of police, but if you've got no powers, that's pointless. But equally, if you've got plenty of powers but no police to implement it, then, yeah. then, then mm-hmm. you, you need... But, I mean, there's always been, as I've said before this week, Colin, when we've spoken, there's always been, a, you know, there's been a, a gap, if you like, in the, in the demand for police and uh, in the capability of those members of the police force to actually do what they need to do. What we do know now, though, uh, is that, yes, they are being diverted onto some things which they shouldn't be diverted onto. And therefore, if they stop being diverted onto the hate crime agenda, the misogyny and all of that, they'll have more time to do the real policing, won't they? Well, that's what Mike, I've just said that for the last 10 minutes. Well, we, we, why, why is policemen dealing with mental health patients? Why are we dealing with people with drink issues? Why are we dealing with people with drugs? Why are we dealing with minor antisocial neighbour disputes? The amount of neighbour disputes I've had to deal with is incredible. We, we, we should not have to deal with it. But we are seen, the police are seen as the, the default. Any, anything goes wrong in the public sector, 
the, the fallback situations ring 999. You, you'll ask any charity or any government organisation, if there's any issues going on there, just ring 999 and the police will deal with it. And, of course, we're not experts because we're, we're, we're policemen. We want not have to do with drink, drugs, all those type of issues or mental health. And then we get dumped on and we have to deal with it. It's a huge drain on our resources, mental health issues. So you're right. We're, we're, we're singing off the same book, Mike. Mike, we all agree the same thing. Yep. Let the police, please, leave us alone. Um, if you wanted to, if people have got mental health, go and go ring one one for National Health Service. Don't ring us. Please. Yeah, indeed, Colin. Thank you very much. Well said. Let's talk to Susan, uh, who's down in Exeter. Hello, Susan. Very good morning, Mike. Very good morning to Daisy. Yes, morning. indeed. Are you having Are you a having vegan? A... Uh, you having a vegan breakfast today, Susan? No, actually, no. I just want to say, first of all, how did you get on with Halloween last night? Well, actually, my street was a very, very quiet uh, yeah. place for some yeah. reason. I don't know why, but yeah. nobody actually yeah. rang my doorbell. No. Do you, I didn't hear no. any. I saw some fireworks going yeah. off. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, do you I... remember I had a trick-or-treater on Monday? Yes, I on Monday. Three, three little girls really? on Monday. And then last night I was travelling back from Wales. And right. yeah. uh, and I shall tell you the rest of what I was doing last night yeah. when we cover yeah. our, yeah, our yes. Keir saga. But apparently we only had yeah. one trick-or-treater right. the entire okay. night. Okay. How was yours, <laughs> well, Susan? Yes. You enjoyed it, whatever it was, sweetheart. They weren't disclosed to us. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, I am. I'm just saving it up. Did you have a lot of visitors, (laughs) Susan? No, because I'm in a flat, thank God. And I I always close it. They can't get to me. I'm second floor. They can't get in the building. But um, I I walked home quite late last night from my little job. And I thought, oh, God. But uh, some kids threw a firecracker thing at me. And Mm. I thought, well, it's all right. I'm still in one piece. Good. I got home in one piece, which is good. That's good. But regarding the vegan issue, yeah. I know because I've got to go to work today. You don't want to be in a mess, do you? But um, uh, you know, you don't want to visit the hospital, do you? Sort of thing, because they're so busy. No, of course not. You know? well, who was who was throwing fireworks yeah. around? And why didn't you report oh, them? Some- no, some kids are mucking around. I just wanted to get home. So they're, they're, you always get kids like that. But Susan, were you saying they threw firecrackers at you? Well, it came near me. I think mm. they just thought, oh, let's get this bird, you know, let's scare it. Did it not make it. you jump? <laughs> did it make you jump? Well, it did a bit, but I have to keep myself in control, didn't I? Because well, I, I can't so. take on six kids. No, that's true. Well, how old were they? Home. Did you see them? Um, about 10 or 12. Yeah, okay. I just, I just flash, I just, I just walk. The best thing to do if you're threatened is just keep your posture up and walk. I don't mm. drive, you see, I walk a lot. Uh, so you just keep your keep your presence, and you just walk. You don't show that you're you're scared. You don't twitch no. or jump. You didn't you feel know, threatened then. Well, I did. Mm. Did you? I bet you did. You should have told the police, well, shouldn't you? No, oh, what's the point? You can't see any police. What? Go online. Some kids threw a firecracker at me. Yeah, right. Okay, we're terribly sorry. I mean, what happens when you go online? You know, that's another another sort of yeah. ball in the air, isn't it? You go online. Some kids threw a firecracker at me. Then what do they say back? Yes. And you could spend all night doing that, I suppose, couldn't you? Well, if you, anybody could, couldn't they? It's true. What do you want to say about but vegans the, anyway, Susan? Well, the vegans, I think, you know, there's, you can't really um, you can't really take it out on somebody because of their dietary um, situation. If somebody wants to be a vegan, they'll let them be a vegan. If somebody wants to eat red meat, yeah. let them eat red I, meat. I totally agree. But equally, it's if you want to make fun of somebody, you should be allowed to, shouldn't yeah. you? Well, I thought the joke about hunting them down and shooting them, it's quite funny, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was quite funny. I mean, why the, 
Well, this gentleman, you know, I mean, look at me. I'm putting my foot in it all the time. I could say to you, oh, Mike, you've got a very lovely lady this morning with you, uh, Daisy, and then this very beautiful lady, Dawn. You know, you like the ladies. And you could say to me, excuse me, I've been married for 20 odd years. Yeah, you I could much. say that, yeah. I take umbrage to your comments. Yeah, well, I mean, I take offence every day. See, I battle through this every day, Susan. I'm I'm constantly offended by things that people say to me on the show, but I just have to get on with it. But you see, it's made in jest. It's it's not meant to be offensive. If exactly. I said that, it would be just a, just a light-hearted joke. But then I, I, you could say, well, you know, I didn't like that. And I could think, oh, God, I put my foot in it, you know. Yes. Well, as people say, you know, offence cannot be given. It can only be taken. Well, yes. Well, I mean, it's just nice to have a sense of humour sometimes, isn't it? Well, I mean, we live in a very complicated world. It's nice to laugh at things, I think, and especially at yourself. I, I think if you can't so. laugh at yourself, you've got no business being in the public eye. Well, I'm true. always laughing at myself because I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> I mean, if you if you if you put your head through a pane of glass because you think the door's open and it's not, how yes. do you feel about uh, people well, listen, see it? I've seen people do that before, and it's, I've almost done it myself. Actually, it's very easily done, so it doesn't make you an idiot at all, Susan. But thanks very much no, uh, for your call. <laughs> If you're listening to Talk Radio Online, did you know you can also listen on DAB Digital Radio? Radio is growing and more people than ever across the UK can now receive DAB radio stations with new transmission areas being added all the time. So press the auto-tune or auto-scan button on your DAB Digital Radio now to make sure you don't miss out. And for more details, go to talkradio.co.uk forward slash retune. Now, I don't know how often you order pizza. I don't know how often you make pizza or buy pizza, but uh, an investigation has been done. I think we all do, because sometimes there's nothing like a pizza. An investigation has been done by a new series, uh, Shop Smart, Save Money, Channel 5. Uh, they found that Domino's and Papa John's have the best value pepperoni pizzas, which I can only assume means they have the most pepperoni on them. For the least amount of money, presumably. For the least amount of money. Let's talk to Fiona Phillips, a uh, famous broadcaster, of course, uh, to tell us all about it. Fiona, a very good afternoon to you. Well, good afternoon, and that's exactly what it is. It's the most amount of pepperoni on a slice. You so, see, yeah. I've done this kind of thing before, you know, I, I'm no fool. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> um, do you actually count the number of pieces of pepperoni? Um, well, I didn't, but our, our investigator did. Our, our, and, yes, so our Domino's came out first. They've got the most pepperoni toppings per slice, which works out at 16 pence, if you like, want to know, Mike, uh, per gram of pepperoni. OK, <laughs> well, that's that's good, because, I mean, I am one of those people now who's become obsessed with looking at the little, the the the, uh, the small print in the supermarket. You know, when it says, you know, here's some fairy liquid, uh, it's only 3.33 yeah. millilitres or something, and then the other one, and you go, oh, this is only 62p per litre, uh, as opposed to 65, so yeah. I'll get that one. Yeah, I do that, but I have to take my glasses with me now, which is a bit of a pain. So I have to get my glasses out of my bag. I've left glasses in supermarkets all over the country, and fortunately, always got them back because I leave them at the till. Right, absolutely right. Now, <laughs> so I mean, I'm like you, I check every single price now. I hate those three for twos. Why not charge a reasonable price for just one? You don't need of something, you usually end up throwing two of them away. It really, really annoys me. Mm. But anyway, so should we back, back to pizzas? Yes. The most expensive was Pizza Express. Mm. 
Uh, now, Mr. Express, you'll pay 44 pence per gram of pepperoni. Now, is, are these fair comparisons? Because Pizza Express, I presume, you're comparing mm-hmm. the, the Pizza Express that you get when you're sitting in the restaurant. They do do takeaway. Um, I know they, they do. do, t- do they do. Yeah. But it's, well, but, everyone does takeaway these days, don't they? Well, well there's a lot. I mean, I, I pass I pass a lot of Domino's and Papa John's pizza places, which are only takeaway. Yes. They don't actually, yes, you can't actually sit, sit in and have them, can you? Yeah, now Papa John's, you just mentioned there. What did, how did they write? Oh, God, where is that one? I can't find that one. Actually, actually, they were all right. They were very similar to um, Domino's. Right. Apparently, yeah, I, it I, says I, here, I, Domino's pizza is slightly more expensive than the Papa John's on average, at £11.41, yeah. but they contain more pepperoni. So you get more for your buck, if you like. Do you know, I haven't checked this out, and this is not scientific, but I also think there is some secret ingredient, some secret addictive ingredient in Domino's because... It's the my, sauce. Is it the sauce? It's the little tub of sauce. I never use that. Something, Daisy. No, you know when, when you get a Domino's pizza, you get that little tub of the white the that? white goo. Yeah, my that? kids and I are completely hooked on it. Really? Oh, right. See, that's what it is. Mm. There must be some addictive substance in there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably also huge amounts of salt. It is. I mean, I have to say, one of the things, I remember we were here um, and we got sent a load of pizzas when I was working at Talk Sport once and they had the, the burger crust. Uh, which I couldn't imagine oh, anything worse. I mean, I can't imagine anything worse than that. And I tried it. It just didn't, it wasn't working for me. I hope they've given all that up, have they? No, but you know what? The uh, Italians cannot understand our reinterpretation <laughs> of pizzas. They say we've got, we, you know, we have a lovely face. We put tomato, mozzarella, a bit of, you know, what olives if you like yeah. on there. And that's what we do. We don't put pineapple, ham, no. burgers in the crust, cheese the in the crust. Feast. Or yeah, bo- bolog- bolognese pizza, which I've seen on menus more than yeah. once. Oh, no. When I was in Scotland once, there was a place where they did a doner kebab pizza, right? <laughs> uh, where they put doner meat on the pizza and then folded it over and deep like fried a calzone. it. Deep fried it. Wow. And then put a fried mars bar on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then asked if you want any onion rings with <laughs> it. But happened. it's a shocking state of affairs. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about the show, Shop Smart, Save Money, Fiona. Well, ironically, the show which goes out tonight, I will not be on because <laughs> my husband and I went away for a romantic weekend. Did you? And on the ferry on the way back, uh, we docked at Dover, and my husband was anorak about trains, planes, and unfortunately, ferries. So we were on the car deck waiting to get into the car. It was quite empty because it was not a busy time of year. And he said, oh, come on, let's just go to the stern and see, see them docking. He said, you won't believe the captain does this. And, you know, you won't believe how he can get it into a small space. So got, so we, went, we ended up going towards the stern. I tripped on one of the, you know, the oh. cleats on the car deck. Yeah. Well, I went flying into the stern of the ship and my face and head took me. Oh, my God. So I've got a purple, green, mauve, blue, red face at the moment. It's a I've good a story, Fiona. It's the, best, it's the best story I've heard when you have that kind of injury. We've, we've been talking so, about uh, travel chaos today. We've been <laughs> <laughs> talking about planes, wait, trains wait, and automobiles. But do you know, they had to hold the whole ferry up because I had a neck and back injury as well, and they wouldn't move me because of that. And so the whole ferry, we, we called an ambulance from Kent Ambulances oh who are really struggling at the how moment. Got, how long ago was this? Uh, oh, only last weekend. Only was Blimey. it. I can't even. Do you know? I've had a knock to the head, so I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should put oh, those I glasses on a bit more That's often, awful. Fiona. You know what I mean? If I'd have had the glasses on, yeah, exactly. Embedded in my face by now. Yes. So I'm glad I didn't. Have oh, true. Okay. 
Well, listen, thank you very much indeed. We shall look out for the yeah. show anyway. Hopefully you'll be on the next one. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.